Rob, it is neither the, the first nor the third Sunday of the month. What are we doing releasing an episode? We're releasing a bonus episode. Bonus episode score! Yeah, man. This is, uh, this is <laughs> our bonus episode of our top 10 favorite punk bands. That's right. So a little while ago, we, we released our top 10 new wave bands. Yep, our fave our, wave. Our fave wave. Now we're yeah. doing our fave punk doesn't rhyme, but it's going to be just as good. Um, like before, this was one of the very first things we recorded, so it's going to be a little rough. We don't have the format down. We're still self-conscious and nervous, and mm -hmm. we have some technical issues, but I'm the sure. content is great, so we hope that you bear with it. The, I think the interesting thing is going to be seeing how our top 10 favorite punk bands have maybe changed since oh. uh, we recorded well, this. I can tell you already, Richard Hell would be on the list. Yeah, same here. So I, I, can, same here. I can tell you that. It's going to be really interesting once this entire podcast is done with. We're going to have to go back and, and reassess both of our lists and see uh, how radically it, they've changed. We're going to have to go back and reassess our lifestyle. I, yeah. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't anticipate a huge shakeup for the new wave list for me, right. but for the punk, it's definitely going to be different. So, yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Alright. There it is. Again. And it's cold. I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope. It's a killer of spirit. Punk rock is about three chords. Four And Devo plays for Muffy's party. Let's go! Joseph and I are going to lay down our top ten... Favorite punk bands. Um, the rules, of course, there's only two hard, strict, hard and strict rules, and that is that uh, the bands have to be between the years 1976 and 1986, and they can't overlap with our our other top ten list. So, um, if I've got a band on my top ten punk list, I can't have it on, say, my top ten new wave list. That's really the only rules. Um, and and that was hard enough, I'm telling you. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into it, let's talk predictions. So you guessed first last time, so I get to go first this time. Oh, here we go. Time. Yeah, this is good. Go ahead. Okay. So um, this is, for you, this is even harder than the, than the New Wave one because, <laughs> I, I mean, I know because we had a conversation not too long ago that um, Black Flag is going to be on there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, which I feel is kind of cheating because I wouldn't have guessed that otherwise. <laughs> um, and otherwise, I, I'm racking my brain about, like, bands that you've mentioned in the past and... Somewhere in there, I seem to remember you saying something about the dead Kennedys. So that's a guess. Mm -hmm. And and then I'm going to say The Clash because you're a human being with two ears and a heart. So <laughs> <laughs> The Clash has to be on okay, there. Well, but I appreciate that but one. <laughs> that, that has nothing to do with my history of knowing you. It's just, you know, you're not an insane person. So The Clash 
I feel like has to be on mm-hmm. there. Okay, well, those are all really good guesses. Um, I'm not going to say either way whether you're right or yeah. wrong, but those are pretty solid. I like, uh, you know, your head's in the right place. Um, okay. For me, this one is really hard, and it comes from my own perception of what punk is and what my idea of my idea from when I was younger what punk should be. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> so I'm I am really at a loss. I mean, seriously. And uh, uh, I think the only one I can say for sure is The Clash. (laughs) (laughs) Now, why do you say that? I don't understand. Because you're a human being with ears and a heart. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, there's that. (laughs) So so that, uh, boy, I mean, it's really, I I don't think we've really ever talked about punk. I don't know. Okay. But All yeah. right. Well, let's let's just get into it okay. then. Um, I'll start off first. So my number 10 is a band that there is a good chance you've uh, never heard of. They were they were kind of a big deal for a second in England when punk was just breaking, um, but they had a really short career, and that's the adverts. Oh, good, good. You know, I, I actually don't know them. Okay, so they um, they only put out two albums. They had some killer singles. I like them because they just sound exactly like a English punk band at the very beginning of the punk movement should sound. The the vocalist has has a great projection to his voice it's really fast i i love the the sonics that they use um and their songs are really catchy so um you get to hear what we presume is the first time you've ever heard the adverts yeah uh with the song called gary gilmore's eyes which was one of the very first english punk Singles to chart, I believe. I'm lying in a hospital, I'm in the gates of bed. A stethoscope upon my eye, I keep against my head. The feeling of the bandages are wasting in the light. The nurse is looking anxious, and she's quivering with fright. I'm looking through Gary Gilmore's eyes. 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 Well, that was pretty good, Joseph. I have to say that uh, Gary Gilmore's eyes, at the Advents, adverts, adverts, adverts. Um, they are exactly what I pictured as the uh, UK punk band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. I had this. Um, I think it was the first or second year out of high school. <clears throat> I got this three cassette compilation by Cherry Red Records. I think it was Cherry Red Records. I cannot remember what it was called. It was something really generic, like the history of UK punk or something like that. Nice. And um, and it had all of these bands and all of these songs I had never heard of before because, you know, I'm a California boy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that was one of the songs. And actually, several of these bands on my list I had never heard of before I had that compilation. Very cool, man. I like that. <clears throat> okay, what's your number 10? Um, so number 10 is one that you guessed. This is the Dead Kennedys. And uh -huh. um, I chose Holiday in Cambodia um, off of uh, Fresh Fruit for for rotting vegetables and this song to me was uh, just just a lot of fun I, I enjoyed this song so much I enjoy the vocals on it I enjoy um, just how the instruments how the, how the music just kind of pounds and rattles in your, in your bones So you've been to school for a year or two and you know you've seen it all And at his club and you'll go far back east your time don't crawl The differences between that song and the advert song kind of tells you a lot about yeah. English punk versus West Coast California punk. Yeah. Well, um, you kind of say it when you say West Coast California punk. Yeah. Because the, yeah. the fact is, is that punk rock all over the country, all over the world is different. I mean, it's there are so many styles, so many different ways that punk rock has has come across so that's yeah yeah okay so my number nine is the damned nice. and i wonder if you were ever did you ever get into the damn because they got pretty gothy later on was yeah. that part of your goth experience I, you know i i did listen to the damned um I will say though that I, I think I listened to them much later, probably in the early '90s, um, uh -huh. at, at any point. But, but yeah, I, I enjoy them. Yeah, well, my favorite damn stuff is um, the earlier punk stuff, um, and so the song I'd like to listen to today is "New Rose" by The Damned. I got a feeling inside of me. It's kind of strange, like a story see. I don't know why, I don't know why. I guess these things have gotta be. I've got a new rose, I've got a good. Yes, I knew that I always would. I can't stop to mess around. But I got a brand new rose in town. See the sun, see the sun, it shines. Don't get too close, or it'll burn your eyes. Don't you run away that way. You can come back another day. So was that the first time you've heard that song? It was absolutely the first time I heard that song. And I, I got to say, it is so different than what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, they they went through some pretty serious changes, um, and they kept breaking up and then getting different band members and uh-huh. and all of that. So they, but it was fairly typical, uh, particularly for English punk bands at the start to evolve pretty quickly into in one direction or another so you know some of them went gothy and some of them went pop and some of them went new wave and some of them went post-punk and or experimental Uh what is your number nine okay so number nine i'm going to go back to the now the later part of my of my list is it's it's mostly like I said, the obvious stuff, you know, because this is the stuff that I was listening to. I was really into it. I was really into the angst and really into the uh, the frustration and the middle finger. You know, that was all. That was that was really what was inside me at the time. But uh, my number nine, I'm going to go with suicidal tendencies. Big fan of suicidal tendencies. And and in my mind, I'm still listening to their music today. And in my mind, the stuff that they came out with, like in the early '80s, is really stuff that you can still play today, and it doesn't sound dated so much this is a band i'm familiar with i couldn't name one song of theirs really? i'm not quite okay. sure why that is well you're you're getting ready to listen to a song that i think yeah. you will recognize okay the song has always spoke to me to me this is just like one of those songs that says you know there's a communication gap between teenagers and their parents and, uh, and this song, I think, says it really well. So I'm going to go ahead and I want to hear uh, Institutionalized by uh, Suicidal Tendencies off of their, off of their, uh, off of their album Suicidal Tendencies from 1983. You're not thinking you're a trust. Normal people don't act that way. I go, Mom, just give me Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. Just a Pepsi. Of course, I've heard that song. Of course, you have. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think every every kid at some point has, around that era has said, "All I wanted was a Pepsi." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it it seems like it it um, is one of those songs that pops up on like soundtracks a lot and compilations. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know that I've ever actually sat down and listened to one of their albums. I see. My number eight is The Dead Kennedys, and Holiday in the Sun was the song that I was going to pick. So a curse on you. Oh, Holiday Rob. in Cambodia. Did, did I say Holiday in the Sun? Yeah, yeah but okay. if they've got a... <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. The, uh, Holiday in Cambodia is by far my favorite um, yeah. Dead Kennedy song, but it is... There is no denying that it, I mean, I can't imagine it wasn't directly inspired by um, the Sex Pistols' Holiday in the Sun, because they are, they are so similar. It's not like they ripped them off 
um, they sound different, but it's I can't I can't imagine it was anything other than Jello Biafra sitting down and going, I love that song. I want to mm-hmm. do my version of it. Yeah. Um, because they, you know, starting with the titles and then the theme and then just the 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 construction of it, how muscular the sound is with all oh, yeah. those heavy riffs and, totally. and all that. Both of them, both of them are my favorite songs of each of the bands. Oh, cool. Um, but since you picked that. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, there's plenty of other great songs by them. So uh, why don't we listen to uh, California Uber Alice? I am Governor Jerry Brown I are a smile and never frowns Soon I will be president Out of power will soon go away I will be dearer one day I will come and all of you If it's a The Dead Kennedys Live? No, God, I wish I had. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I was, you know, by the time I, w- I really started appreciating them, they weren't, it wasn't really an option to see right. them. But, um, but Jello Biafra is a genius. I mean, he is, it is scary how smart that guy is. And- and what about the vocals on that? On on, uh, I mean, in any of their tracks. I mean, yeah. you know, you talk about the the muscular, you yeah. know, that that muscle, yeah. and the and and the presence that he has. I mean, <laughs> right. getting your vocals to sit on top of punk, you know, punk rock music with the with all of the guitars and everything. That's not something a lot of vocalists can do. And right. you're and there are a lot of bands where the the vocals just kind of get lost in but never with the Dead Kennedys. You can always hear what he's saying. Yeah. He's, you know, even though he's scream singing really fast, his his articulation is his diction is is amazing you have a great point about that i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of really great punk bands out there that that when they're singing you have to do a double or triple take sometimes to just yeah. understand what they're saying but Jill brings it out i mean he that dude he can he can wail on it man that's some good stuff yeah so looking at uh we're, we're at number seven no we're at number eight right now number um, eight to you yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna step in, and uh, I gotta say, my number eight band is a band that I was not well, not really familiar with until much later on when I was DJing for MWR, um, and the reason is because the lead singer passed away, and I wanted to do a little tribute. So my number eight is the X-Ray Specs. Uh huh. And. and uh, I gotta say, I I didn't know a whole lot about polystyrene. I knew the X-ray specs. I knew they were out there. Mm-hmm. I know that I heard some of their music. Um, mm-hmm. I just hadn't heard a lot of it. So 
So can I guess which song you're going to, are you going to? Yeah, I'll let you, you guess. Go go ahead. Are you um, picking Oh Bondage up yours? Oh, you got it. Now, the, <laughs> the reason, well, I, I tell you what, let's go ahead and listen to that song first. And then afterwards, I'll tell you the reason why I chose it. Great. Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard. But I think, Oh Bondage up yours! One, two, three, four! did you think of that? You had, you'd heard that song before, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that this was another song that was on my Cherry Red Records compilation of English punk. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I, I feel like kind of an ass because I didn't even think about this. I'm looking at my list, and this is a bit of a spoiler. I don't have any female bands. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, punk during this during this period was was very much a a guy's game. It was, yeah, for you sure. know, we'll throughout this series we'll be talking about the misogyny in punk. Um, that's a discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a boys' club for sure. Um, and I really like um, the X-ray specs. This is—I'm torn about this particular song because I have this thing about—I really have problems with out-of-tune instruments and vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the <laughs> the vocalist. Mm-hmm. I think she's great, and she's, I mean, <laughs> she's not really out of tune because she's not really singing. Right. Um, and she, she's she got an excellent voice for what she does and a real presence. But that out-of-tune saxophone just, <laughs> oh, gets me. I understand that it's intentional, yeah. but it's just, it's kind of the same reason why I can't listen to my bloody Valentine, well, you well, know? Here's the thing. You're you're a musician, so that's that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I myself am not a musician, but I love listening to that that great. It's like I don't know. It's like having a fetish for fingernails on a chalkboard. Oh, it's um, it's very punk. It's a yeah, very punk thing yeah, to totally. do, and I should I shouldn't be bothered by it. But I, in the spirit of punk, but I just am. Well, I, I absolutely love the X-ray specs. Yeah. Um, like I did, like I said, I when I did uh, my uh, tribute to Polystyrene, I did I did a lot of research, and I absolutely fell in love with her. I mean, she was just she kicks ass. Um, here's this little girl with just this little cute girl with a big smile from here to here, teeth covered with braces, and and she can just belt it out. 
Um, I, you know, I wonder how damaged her vocal cords were after all these years of, of, of singing like that. But um, I just th- think she was, sh- she kicked ass. You know, she, she was yeah. really bold and really strong. All right, on to number seven. So my number seven pick is the Dickies. Nice. And I know what you're thinking out there. You're thinking, Joseph, how can you like the Dickies but not like the Ramones because the 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 Dickies are obviously inspired by the Ramones, yeah. and I it, it's like a it's like a West Coast East Coast thing, I guess, where I just happen to like their approach to it. It's it's spikier, it's spunkier. I like the the sense of humor works for me. Um, it's the the energy level just is a lot higher um, in in the way that that works for me. Mm-hmm. I I've always liked the Dickies. Now the Dickies are probably most famous, and I'm I'm putting the word famous in quotes um, for <laughs> um, doing the theme song to. Uh, the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And behind that, they're probably most famous for doing punk versions of other songs like um, the uh, One Banana... uh, What's that song? The um, uh, Banana Splits. The Banana Splits, right. Yeah. And um, Simon and Garfunkel songs and... You know, they they do a lot of fast, hardcore covers of of not obvious songs. Uh, But I really like their original stuff. Um, Not not all of it works, um, but a lot of it just kind of tickles me. So let's take a listen to the Dickies fan mail. Oh, right on. first time you've heard that song it is the first time i heard that song and i i totally agree with you about the energy being higher than higher than the ramones i mean you can definitely tell the difference between between the two bands it's yeah you know there's similarities yeah and and at the same time it's like wow i mean his vocals they uh you know it well i don't i want to say higher pitched but it's definitely got like a uh a more vibrant feel to it, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what. So while um, 
while you were listening to the song, I didn't bother listening to the song because I'm very familiar with it, uh-huh. but I could, I could hear it from your headphones through your microphone. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I could hear the words. Yeah. I could hear yeah. every word. I mean, yeah. the, this, e- even though it's, he's singing pretty fast and there's a lot of noise around him, he's just, his articulation and the way that his vocals, once again, like sits on top of the music. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, I could, I could follow along with every word he was saying. Um, I, I even like the background vocals of the rest of the yeah, band too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was yeah, totally very, spot on. Very poppy um, in a in a snotty, punky sort of way. Yeah. Um, just like the Ramones, but the Ramones are kind of more like Beach Boys, doo-woppy, whereas right. the the Dickies are their pop is a little bit more. Well, at the time, what was contemporary? So yeah. Great. Okay, number seven to you. On to number seven for me. Well, guess what? Here's another band that you predicted that would be on my list. Uh Um, And, and of course, it wasn't a hard prediction because I think I'd already mentioned to you that uh, I really love this band. (laughs) But this is is Black Flag. Um, Now, friends of mine and myself, we listened to Black Flag like crazy. We loved it. Um, We were big fans of of Henry Rollins. We, We loved the energy of the music. We loved the... The, the, the kick and the punch to it and the one thing about this this music is we were uh, deathly afraid of going to a concert because we were sure that Henry Rollins was going to kick our ass <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> you know and uh, it, it, it was actually a thing at, at, at Black Flag concerts I mean people were getting beaten up and they were fighting they were busting heads in the mosh pit and Rollins would go into the mosh pit and he'd throw punches back um, so we're like, yeah, we're just going to listen to their music and not really go to their concerts because we like our, our noses in place. <laughs> so uh, now, did you say you haven't really listened to much Black Flag? Or? No, I, I have, and mm-hmm. I'm familiar with them, and I've certainly, um, let's see, um, TV Party and... Um, Oh, what was their other big? Uh, oh, damaged. Mm-hmm. No, no. Right. Excuse me. My war and damaged uh-huh. were the two albums that my friends in high school were listening to. Yeah. So I was pretty familiar with them, but ne- it and I liked them well enough, but they just didn't engage me for whatever reason. Um, I see. Yeah. So. Yeah. So which uh, which Black Flag song do you want to hear? So I I chose a song off of My War, and this is actually a song off of the B side. Um, and uh, this is actually I, before I say too much, I'm gonna go ahead and play the song, and then we can talk about it a little bit afterwards. But this is nothing left inside off of my, uh, Black Flag's album My War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
also, what did you think of Nothing Left Inside? So I must have heard that song when I was in high school because I was mm -hmm. familiar with um, my war. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, but that's not, that's a little bit more drudgy than a lot of their stuff. I remember oh, yeah. a lot of their stuff being a lot, a lot faster mm -hmm. paced, mm -hmm. but well, um, not a lot of pop elements to Black Flag, <laughs> which is which is probably why I never got engaged because yeah. I like I like my pop in my punk, mm -hmm. um, and when I say pop, I'm using it very loosely, you know. So the Dead Kennedys have a lot of pop in their yeah. punk, you know. They're they they've got hooks, they've got you know catchy riffs and and all of that. Whereas with Black Flag, it's it's a little bit more like true punk like this is kind of difficult to listen to sort of thing <laughs> well it's also difficult to uh, reproduce yeah yeah <laughs> so so the idea um about my war my war was kind of a it was kind of a fuck you to to the fans or at least to the people that would go to black flag concerts um because people would go to these concerts and they'd they really wreck house in the mosh pit. I mean, there were people that guys that just would go to, to fight. And, and so that's why, uh, uh, Rollins would get down into the mosh pit. And when people started throwing punches, he would throw punches back. And, um, so my war was, was just that it was his war. Now the B side, the, they, they had three songs on the other side of the album that they would play at their concerts. And these were what I call their chill-out songs. And uh, one of those songs, of course, is Nothing Left Inside. And it was basically bringing the energy down, bringing it lower, to either chill these people the hell out or to get them out of the, out of the, out of the, uh, the concert, you know, because you, you almost can't fight to this song, too. It's just so slow. It is it is saying something about a band when you when you refer to that song as a chill out song. <laughs> so right, right. Sade it ain't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um and you're probably familiar with Rollins these days. I mean Henry oh, Rollins course. is still yeah. around and he's a highly intelligent person yep. and he's yep. very vocal and he's very active and he's he's a brilliant guy. Um yep. he, he he knew exactly what he was doing on this yeah. album and it, it I think it's brilliant. Did you uh, ever hear the the single that he recorded with William Shatner? No, I didn't, but I'll have oh, to. Oh, you have to check that out. It was <laughs> I'll have to. It, it was an album of William Shatner's that was produced and mostly written by Ben Fold. Wow. And it's it's fantastic in just the weirdest way. Very so cool. I'll check it out. And, if you're not familiar with it, anyone who's not familiar with that album needs to go check it out because <laughs> there are some misses, but there are a lot of just wonderfully bizarre, brilliant things going on the, on that album as well. Awesome. It's, it's really, I've never liked William Shatner more than that <laughs> album. Great. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, let's go to your... Uh, My go to number your six. Mm -hmm. So, 
to talk about my number six band, I have to talk about Margan. And Margan was a camper at my parents' summer camp when I was a kid. She lived, I believe she lived in Marin. So she was in her late teens when my sister and I were 10 or 12. And one one year before camp, she came a, a week ahead of time to help my parents get ready for camp for some reason. And she was a punker in, you know, before I had any idea what punk rock was. In fact, she looked a lot like Jello Biafra. I mean, she, she could have been his twin sister, you know, the same haircut, the same bone structure, the same, you know, complexion and all of that. Of course, and horse I, yeah, yeah. Mm. I didn't, I didn't know who Jello Biafra was, but the, what I remember her looking like is very much like him. So she taught my sister and I a bunch of punk rock lyrics she she was in a punk rock band but she was also really into punk um and so she taught us the following live my whole life in this city where junk is king in the air smells shitty cockroaches on the walls crabs are crawling on my balls oh but i'm so clean cut i just wanna fuck some slut because i love living in the city <laughs> so my sister nice. and i as 10 year olds went around the whole summer singing the, those lyrics not around my parents of course because we weren't stupid but um and before anyone writes in saying that I'm conflating lyrics on two different verses, that's how it was taught to us. So I knew those lyrics for years and years and years, and it wasn't until I was a senior, in, and but I had no idea who the band was. Right. And then when I was a senior in high school, I went over to a friend of mine's, I think it was John Michelson because he was more he was more knowledgeable about like hardcore punk. It was with him that I first heard Black Flag, um, and uh, um, I Hear the Rain was the very first Violent Femmes song I ever heard over at his house. So he he played Fear the Record, and I heard I Love Living in the City and went. This is that song. <laughs> and I was so excited because for, you know, six or eight years, I had this song bopping around my head and I had no idea. I'd never heard it before. I just knew the lyrics and kind of the tune. Okay. So anyways, let's listen to I Love Living in the City by Fear off of Fear the Record. Nice. My house Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
got to go back in and maybe get the record because I don't have it, and and I think that I think that I'm a, a new fan, or at least a. Well, a, you know, in that the black flag song that you played reminds me of one of their songs off of that album. I'm I'm blanking out on which song it it is, but it's it sounds very similar to it. Um, oh, cool. So you might, yeah, you might really dig that whole album. I I love it. <clears throat> All right, what's uh, what's your number six? So my number six is the Misfits. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, uh, I've I've been listening to the Misfits for years and years, and I'm a big fan of the Misfits. And uh, this song, I, I always say that the Misfits were kind of, uh, you know, how we were talking about how there's different styles of punk. Um, so the Misfits fit into the category that, yeah, but they're what I call horror punk. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know? that explains right there why I'm I probably never connected with them because that's yeah. not not really my <laughs> yeah. thing. So so these guys did a lot with their hair. You know, they they put a lot of product in their hair. They sweat a lot. They yeah. they bled a lot. So, sounds like a very Rob band. It's a Rob band for sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so what song are you going to treat me to today? So the song that I have is their probably one of their most famous it may not be their most famous but it's one of the most famous songs and again it's obvious because it's a song that i just love i absolutely love it this is die die my darling off of uh i think earth ad from like 1983 yeah Uh, okay well it is not in the top five on spotify so it's it's not probably not their most famous one you're probably right about that I don't believe that I've ever heard that song. I'm, I mean, the the band sounds vaguely familiar to me, mm-hmm. and I've certainly am familiar with the name, but yeah. I, I don't I don't think I know the Misfits that much. That that really surprises me. I mean, at, at the same time, I'm kind of excited by the thought that you've you know the, the fact that you've never never heard them or heard that song. Um, it's it is hugely popular and again it may not be their most popular but it's a it's a pretty popular tune and it's probably been in movies and you know. Mhm. Mhm. So but what did you think of it? Um I liked it. It's it's um it sounds the sound is very familiar to me. So I was hearing some like Lords of the New Church in there. I was uh-huh. hearing some uh, The Damned in there. Uh-huh. Um, are they um, are they West Coast punk band? No, they're East Coast. In fact, they come oh. out of uh, Lodi, New Jersey. Okay, so top five now. So my top five um, 
is a band that I actually like more for the music that, that they put out once they kind of drifted away from the initial punk phase. Mm -hmm. uh, but, and that this is true of most of the bands on my top five, uh, just because of my personally, personal inclinations, but it's the jam. Oh, interesting. I don't think I've ever heard the jam. Really? Yeah. I think you probably have. Okay. We're going to do a deep dive on the jam. So when we get to that, we listen to some of the more famous songs of theirs, like like Start. Um, you'll probably go, oh, yeah, I've heard this, because they popped up on a lot of compilations, all that. However, the song I picked is one, from one of their earlier albums, and the song is Down in the Tube Way. It's a good looking jam and it's on existence. The smell of brown leather, even in any with the weather. Though my eyes is not a mother, love to my sex is good. See, it's beginning longer. I'm down in a two-station of So the jam is probably most famous for being the um, the first band um, of uh, Paul Weller's. At least uh -huh. I think that was the first band that he was in. He went on um, to have a very successful solo career, and he was also he also founded the Style Council, which was very different. Are you familiar with the Style Council? I'm not at all. No, it doesn't doesn't ring a bell. I recognize the vocals. I know I yeah. in fact I'm pretty sure that I've heard this song. It just Yeah. But yeah. No. No. Okay, what's your number five? Well, um okay, number five. This is uh this is really exciting. It's the halfway point of course. Mm -hmm. Um my number five is uh the Ramones didn't become a favorite band until I became a father. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. explain. Okay, so, I mean, I always listened to the Ramones a little bit, and I always thought they were all right. Mm -hmm. I got a tribute album to the Ramones around the time my daughter was born, and it had, like, The Offspring, and it had Rob Zombie, and it had Kiss, and all these uh, rock bands were playing... Uh, Marilyn Manson was on it. They were all playing Ramones songs. And and I listened to that, and I'm like, wow, the Ramones songs are actually better than I remember. And it, it had to do with other bands playing them. I bet I would enjoy that more than I enjoy than the, Ramones. the Ramones. You, you yeah. may, actually. I, I thought, this is, this is really cool. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the Ramones. So I went back, and I got the Ramones, and... And it kind of clicked for yeah. me. My daughter growing up, her favorite song was I Want to Be Sedated, which, you know, as a three or four year old singing that song is really awesome to hear. Right? <laughs> so, 
So, so that's my connection to the Ramones, and that's why the Ramones are on my top five. Um, the Ramones were actually in, you know, some. I think they were in like a, uh, a Guinness Book of World Records as being like the loudest band at the time. They've since, of mm-hmm. course, been knocked off of that way many times over. Of course. But, um, or, 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 let, wait, let me, let me, let me fix that. That's not true. They were in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the ugliest band. <laughs> so, um, well, that can't be true anymore either. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. <laughs> okay, um, before we get totally derailed here, what uh, what Ramon song do you want to hear? So, um, I thought that that I want to be sedated would be a bit obvious, and so um, I and and that they're. Their original version isn't my favorite version of that song anyway. So yeah. I picked a different song, one okay. less obvious. This is Havana Affair by the Ramones from 1976. Yep, sounds like a Ramon song. <laughs> that didn't change your mind at all, huh? No, no, you know, and if if I was listening to a playlist and that song came, I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be happy. I'd go, yeah, the Ramones. But yeah. if it was another Ramones song and then another Ramones song, probably after about the third one, I'd go, okay, next, please. You know, <laughs> yeah, my, for just, sure. Just my own personal preferences. So, yeah. Yeah. So number four. So number four for me is a punk band, an English punk band in the truest sense of punk in this in the sense that it doesn't sound like your typical punk band but the attitude (laughs) is truly punk and that's gang of four are you familiar with gang of four not at all so they have the guitarist has a completely distinct style of playing guitar i mean he you just I've never wondered if this is a Gang of Four song or not. You know, it it either is or it isn't because of the guitar. Um, And they're they're great live. I've never seen them live, but I've seen plenty of of film of them live. And they, they very distinct performance style. So let's just listen to At Home, He's a Tourist by Gang of Four. At home, he feels like a tourist. At home, he feels like a tourist. He fills his head with culture. He gives himself an ulcer. He fills his head with culture. He gives himself an
guitarist, his style always makes me think like he he sounds like he's just about to fall off the stage. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he's like half paying attention to his guitar part and half <laughs> trying not to fall off the stage. That, uh, that guitar that, that song kind of kept me guessing. Um, yeah. The the guitar is really good and it's really sharp and you know, I'm listening to the bass and I'm thinking, okay, this is an interesting direction that the song's heading in. And then that guitar kicks in and it kind of drives me right off the road I was on, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, well, but it's and, a really cool song. And that is what, to me, makes them really punk in the, in yeah. the sense that they're going, okay, we're going to do punk our way. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to sound like all the other punk bands which is the most punk thing you can do as far as i'm absolutely. concerned absolutely yeah yeah it's all about the attitude yeah yeah i love me some gang of four okay what is your number four so number four is uh well here we go it's another band i gotta say man it's you did pretty well with your predictions uh you hit I think everything you predicted was on my list. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just that predictable. Um, number four is The Clash, because I I am a human with ears and a heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the Clash is one of those bands, too, that are... They're really diverse, I think, in their sounds. Um, yeah. And uh, as far as the song that I want to hear... Um, again, it's another one that's obvious, I think, to a lot of people. But my my favorite song of theirs is, is, is "London Calling." London calling to the faraway towns. Now war is declared and battle come down. London calling to the underworld. Come out of the cupboard, you boys and girls. London calling. Now don't look to us. Phony Beatlemania is putting the dust. London calling, see we ain't got no swing except for the rain and the crunch of thing. The ice age is coming, the sun's zooming in. Meltdown expected, the wheat is going in. Engines stuck on him, but I have no fear, cause London is drowning. I live by the river to the imitation zone. I don't have much to say about The Clash right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so because, you because you're a human with ears and a heart? <laughs> no, because I am subhuman. Oh. And I have a... Um, I have two hearts and an ear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So number three for me is The Buzzcocks. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So the Buzzcocks are pretty unique in the sense that, um, at least when they first started out, it was all, you know, it was all just angsty songs about girls, which was right. very not punk, at least English punk, you know, at that right. time, because it was very political, it was very social and political. Um that whole scene and the buzzcocks were like, you know, I'm just going to sing about some girl. And, <laughs> and somehow they, 
they made it interesting. I don't know that I've ever heard a Buzzcock song that I didn't like. You know, they they uh, are definitely doing the punk thing by your definition by doing it their way. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's the song that you chose for for this? A set? different kind of tension off of the album. A different kind of tension. band or movies or books or whatever um, that does exactly the kind of thing I typically hate, but yet somehow I love it. So it transcends it. (laughs) And the Buzzcocks do two things that I typically shy away from in music, which is Uh um, they're very droney. And yeah, they're very right. repetitive. So there's not like a lot of parts in the song. It's just sort of like the same riffs over and over and the same like rhythms of vocals and the same pattern, lyrically the and, same patterns. Which and they made that work for you. Typically, yeah. I don't care for, but mm. for some reason, it works for the Buzzcocks and that makes me love them. I, I don't oh, know. Cool. I'm, I'm a... I'm a paradox, I suppose. Yeah, that well, I mean, it's a good, it's a good song, and they're a great band. Yeah. Um, I I gotta say, what I one thing I like about them and that song specifically is the uh, the connection between the guitar and the drums. Just oh yeah. How they they fit really well together. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Never missing a beat. Yeah, they're they're really good at like getting the uh, a, a specific groove going. You know. Okay, what is your number three? My number three is Joy Division. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is this is not my cup of tea. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. For you know, for all of the reasons that we've already talked about. Yeah, right, yeah. right. You know, they're they're not fast, they're not loud, they're not uh, you know, energetic. Or, or they don't have a sense of humor, at least none that I've detected. Um, well, I, yeah. I appreciate their significance, but I'll take New Order over Joy Division anytime. So uh, I chose the song Atrocity Exhibition off uh-huh. of their 1980 album Closer. I think, I'm hoping you'll like it. The silence the doors open wide Where people can pay to see for entertainment they watch his body twist Behind his eyes he says I still exist This is the way he stepped inside This is the way he stepped inside This is the way he stepped inside This is the way he stepped
it kind of blows my mind when I when I hear a song like this and go, oh yeah, they, these are the same musicians as you know, Bizarre Love Triangle. It's like, yeah. what? So, <laughs> right, right. So what? What's funny is, is as soon as the song started playing, I'm like, oh god, no, Joseph's gonna hate this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. I I think I tend to. Um, I think I tend to like unknown pleasures a little bit more because uh-huh. um, it's a little bit, if I remember correctly, it's a little bit um, more industrial. It's got a, a yeah. harder, spikier edge to it. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, it, it, and it's not the music you want to listen to when you're trying to come out of a dark place. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, Tell me, what's your number two? Number two for me is a band that, like I mentioned before, I enjoy more of their their stuff after they moved away from the like straight punk, um, which is Wire. Oh. So I love um, One Five Four, which is to me when you say post punk, I think of Wire. Um, and, but in the spirit of the top 10 punk bands, I am choosing, um, actually the first wire song I ever heard once again, off of this cherry red records compilations called, um, one, two X U. Here it is again. And it's called. One, two, XO! great i i really enjoyed that so um, talk talk about just pure elemental punk that is that could be like the prototype for a punk song that's for sure yeah it's it's heavy and it's gritty and it's um and, and again it kind of fits in your in your uh, little you know space of liking the clear crisp sound so that yeah, you can understand yeah. the lyrics but it i don't know and it's a good it's a good well, it's a good punch to the gut. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Once again, not off of off of their first album, which is not my favorite album of theirs. But I'm I'm really looking forward to introducing you to Wire, um, yeah. and uh, their their more experimental post punk stuff because it's some of my very favorite. Cool. Well, I've got some homework. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll do my homework. Cool. <laughs> Cool. So number two to you. So number two to me goes back to the idea that punk is different things um, depending on where you are or what, you know, what's going on in the region. Um, and I I like to think of this guy as, as being punk um, 
and, and, and he's been called punk, whether it's post-punk or, or uh, I don't know exactly how to, how to phrase it, but Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are my number two. Aha! Love Nick Cave, but yeah. it didn't even occur to me to pick them as a favorite punk band. Oh man, I, I got to tell you, I have seen Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds live yeah. in San Francisco, and it was uh, one of my favorite concerts ever. Um, this dude comes onto stage. He's got style, and he's got, he's got, you know, he's just, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but he's got this, this like vibe that that captures you immediately. You know, he's wearing a suit, and he looks mm-hmm. totally cool, and he slings his his mic. He pulls the mic off the mic stand. He flicks his arm, and the cord from the mic wraps around the mic stand, and then he kicks the mic stand out over the audience and yanks it back with the cord, and starts puts it back, puts the mic back in the mic stand and starts singing. And uh, that was like how the energy started with that show. Mm-hmm. It was so wild and so, I don't know, so intense. Um, but he could, he could sing a sweet song or he could sing just a rowdy, gritty, dark song. And, and I don't know, I love it every time. Um, um, he was in an earlier band before Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. He was in the birthday party, yeah, and they yeah. did some really kicking, shredding music. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. just, it was raw, yeah. um, and I absolutely loved it. But uh, what I chose for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds is off of Your Funeral, My Trial yeah. from 1986. That's a great album. Yeah, and this is, this is, I mean, they're all awesome. I love every single Nick Cave song, even from the birthday party. I love it all. But this is, this is the carnage. And the rain came hammering down. Everybody running for their wagons, tying all the canvas flaps down. The mangy cats growling in their cages. The bird girl flapping and squawking around. The whole valley reeking a wet beast, wet beast and rotten sun. All packed up and on their way. The three dwarves peering from the wagons behind. Moses says to Noah, Should have dug a deeper one. Their grizzled faces like dying bruises, still dirty. Yes, it's been a long time since I've heard that song. Um, I. I love. I mean, he's he's such a great storyteller. He, yeah, he really is. Um, yeah, have have you read any of his novels? I have not, and that's that's, that's interesting. Some dark like I, stuff. I know that they're out there, and I'm interested. Um, I just, yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to pick them up. I, there is, however, a graphic novel that I picked up, and it's like a. I don't know, like a 400-page hardcover graphic novel about Nick Cave, um, and it's kind of a biography, but it's it's got like crime and involved, and it's I don't know, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and boy, talk about consistent and prolific. I mean, this guy just keeps going. He just released an album, which I mm. I haven't heard yeah. yet, but um, yeah, I, it's just like every couple of years, it's a new new Nick Cave album. All right, so, this is exciting. Number one, yeah. 
we've been waiting all evening for this. So I think I know what band this is. I lied to you. <laughs> I oh. I don't have two hearts and one ear. I do have two ears <laughs> and one heart. My favorite <laughs> punk rock band is The Clash. Yeah. And I don't think I even need to say why because nah. it's The Clash. It's yeah. the only band that matters. There well well, I don't know about the only band that matters, no, that, but they matter is, the most. That is a quote. That is a quote. That was... <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. All right. I don't need to school you on the class. <laughs> so um, this is um, the the song we're going to listen to tonight, um, as far as my choice, is um, not the first song that I heard of theirs, because... Certainly, I heard um, "Should I Stay or Should I Go" and "Rock the Casbah" yeah. on the radio, but I yeah, think this was the first song that I heard that was not a, a, a single. You know, uh, that if it well, probably I heard the Clash's first album in its total. You know, just all the way through. And the song that, that stuck out to me immediately was I'm So Bored with the USA. So I just feel like that's the perfect song for an English punk band in 1977 to be singing. I mean, that yeah, the lyrics sure. lyrics absolutely resonate with me because, boy, can I relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I have to say it's definitely um, it's definitely a punk song. And like yeah. I said before, the clash, the clash is all over the place, yep. man. They can do they can do pop. They can do, you know, I mean. They they cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are at number one. Yeah. I I I don't have. I can't even fathom a guess. I would. I can't imagine that any of my picks is your number one. This is one that I I am pretty sure that you haven't heard. Okay. Um. And uh, when I years ago when I was DJ I I, I did a punk show I did a, a special. Uh, punk episode and uh, this guy popped into my radar and he's uh, he was this uh, working class guy from you know working class Irish guy living in London in 19 early 1970s and uh, he had a lot to say and a lot of fish shaking and uh, obviously he's not the the originator of punk but he is, however, the the guy that originated. I think, I think I can say originated. If not, he definitely brought it out into the forefront of music, um, the genre of folk punk. And uh, really, I, yeah, yeah. So I really dig this guy. He's, uh, you know, he's got a guitar. He's got a voice. He's got a message, and uh, you know, he wants to tell the man, "Fuck you." So. Um, this is Patrick Fitzgerald, 
and uh, huh. he, uh, yeah. So his uh, when I when I did the radio when I had had the radio show, I played the song "Set We Free," and the first time I heard that song, it totally I mean it totally resonated and it changed a lot for me. It changed what I thought punk rock was. Um, you know, I looked at punk as being a state of mind rather than a specific genre of music, you know? And I mean, I was letting everybody into the punks, into the punk circle, you know, Johnny Cash, come on in, dude, you're punk. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. All right. Well, this is going to be interesting. I think you may like it. So this is uh, Set We Free by Patrick Fitzgerald, and it's off the safety pin stuck in my heart EP. So, uh, I don't know. Listen to it. Let me know what you think. We're used, abused. Because you put your feet at your every command. We're used, misused. We talk to each other, but we don't understand. We're losing time. And patience and respect and everything else. Cause you are the boss of your everyday slaves. And we're tired and we're hungry. So set we free. Set we free. Set with free. Set with free. You're the boss of the office, you're the boss of the shop, you're the boss of the factory. You're the man with the car, the man with the houses, and the man with the family. So, what did you think of that, Joseph? This I love. I mean, I feel like I feel like you have just given me a, a true gift uh, because. Yeah. I was, you know, I was really, I'm really excited about doing this, um, the show, but mm-hmm. I was feeling like, oh, it's just going to be a lot of retread or digging up these obscure sort of, you know, also rands that are kind of, you know, kind of interesting, but yeah. I don't know about them because... You know, they weren't really that interesting, but this just absolutely blows that fear out of the water. So I am really excited. In fact, as we talk, I'm adding him to our list to make sure that we we cover all of his releases because never heard of the guy before. Um, Now, I wouldn't call the music i wouldn't describe the music as punk um right but the attitude is there for sure the attitude is Um, totally there he's got like i said he's got the message yeah yeah he's got that attitude he's got the uh you know he comes from the working class so he knows what it's like to be yeah down in the dumps he's in fact he sings about it yeah you know yeah so uh okay this is this is the best part of my night is discovering yeah. this. I've just I've just heard this one song. I'm gonna I'm just I know what I'm gonna be do, doing for the rest <laughs> of the evening is just checking out his catalog. Um, that makes me very happy. Yeah, I have to tell you, awesome. So, and I I suspect now, I'm thinking back here, when we went over our new wave bands, neither of us brought up a band that the other was unfamiliar with. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Whereas here, um, it's happened several times. Oh yeah. So, so this is great. This is what a perfect way to end 
this show with a, a true so. discovery for me and probably most of our listeners. You will be yeah, hearing cool. more of Patrick Fitzgerald um, down the road for sure. Okay, so we have gone through our top 10. Let me just uh, recap my list and then Rob can do his and then we'll say our goodbyes. Sounds good. So, number one for me, The Clash. Number two, Wire. Number three, The Buzzcocks. Number four, Gang of Four. Number five, The Jam. Number six, Fear. Number seven, The Dickies. Number eight, The Dead Kennedys. Number nine, The Damned. And number 10, The Adverts. So, yeah, you've got several, uh, well, a couple bands on there that I have never listened to and you've exposed me to them and I'm grateful for that um, I was feeling kind of bad about my top 10 because I was like sure that you knew all of these bands with the exception of the number one I knew that would surprise you but uh, so here are my top 10 favorite punk bands number one is Patrick Fitzgerald number two Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds number three Joy Division four is The Clash number five is Ramones six The Misfits Seven, Black Flag. Eight, X-Ray Specs. Nine, Suicidal Tendencies. And ten, Dead Kennedys. There you go. Well, thank you, Rob. This has been a lot of fun um, and educational. Yeah, absolutely. So we will be back next month, the first Sunday of the month. We'll just jump right back where we left off. Um until then, I am Joseph. And I'm Rob. Good night. Six to eight weeks Good night. The rising oceans, the warming temperatures. The dying polar bears. No tigers in 50 years. Rising poison in the air and water. I can't understand why the price of gas suddenly rises when oil goes up. But takes months to go down long after oil falls. I can't get behind any of that. I can't get behind the gods, who are more vengeful, angry, and dangerous if you don't believe in them. Why can't all these gods just get along? I mean, they're omnipotent and omnipresent. What's the problem? What's the problem? What about the men who say, do as I do? Believe in what I say for your own good, or I'll kill you! I can't get behind that! I can't get behind that! Everybody knows everything about all of us! That's too much knowledge! I can't get behind that! using my streets to learn. If you learn to play the drums, you gotta go to a studio, go to a parking lot, for God's sakes! Why are you jeopardizing my life? I can't get behind a student driver. I can't get behind a driver who drives like a student driver. If you're gonna drive an urban assault vehicle, then get off the phone and keep your eyes on the road. Lifetime guarantee? Whose lifetime? Not mine. I haven't that much time left. Let's make it yours. Everybody's got a longer life than me. Leaf blowers. Is there anything more futile? Car alarms. Clap off. Clap on. Spam. Size matters. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it does.